I think there's really excellent points you say. I think that's maybe the main point maybe we have in academia, and I think I want to ask you this question because I think it's it, it's a very important point. You have visited Silicon Valley and you mentioned that how you see the deep tech technology is really deployed. And if you look to academia sometimes, then you mentioned that also that we don't want it just paper. Paper will not cure uh, disease. So we need a real deployment for that. But when we look to in reality, I'm, I'm again, I'm making a disclaimer, I'm not making a sweeping generalization. There are research labs doing a really great work in advancing uh, in science. But the majority of what we have in, um, in the scene in the academia that sometimes you, uh, because of the funding, and you have this risk in research. So sometimes you tend to go to traditional ideas or maybe sometimes to secure funding. And that's, uh, that's a competition we have in, in academia. And, that special for STEM science that if you go to risky idea or you're trying to do something outside the mainstream, it's risky and it ends up you didn't get funding for uh, the idea you're trying to do. So I'm curious to ask you how you see the funding, how how you ensure this is deserved funding or this is not deserving the funding. How you figure? I know yep. there's a committee for that, of course, to specialize it, but. Uh, speaking from experience, sometimes it's tricky. You get rejected, and sometimes you get accepted. So, how you figure out that? And also, we have the crisis in publication. So, we have here publish or perish uh, culture in academia, and it's it's yeah. affecting the way of science is is done. So, no, I mean maybe starting with the publish or perish, um, yeah. uh, which. Um, uh, I, I agree is uh, very detrimental to to research. I, 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 I don't think that the the um, high impact uh, factor yeah. uh, index uh, high impact index factor uh, used uh, in many parts of the world to decide on on funding uh, or, or more generally uh, as a key um, tenet of uh, career development for scientists is uh, sufficient in isolation. Mm. I mean, certainly uh, having uh, a track record of uh, great science demonstrated in your publications is important uh, to, uh, to, to, to demonstrate your, your, your abilities and your impact, and, and, and it needs to be part of an evaluation system. I said again, both for funding, but also for career development. But we would argue, and there's a lot of discussion in the academic world, which uh, we are following and uh, also supporting, which aims at uh, developing a broader set of indicators um, to, 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 to come to choices on, on funding um, and on career development. And so the reform of the assessment systems, uh, linked also, of course, to the open science agenda, which we are very strongly supporting in the European Commission, is a, a development which I think is going to be very positive uh, for the quality of, uh, of the academic output. Uh, but also the, the, the quality um, of uh, research careers, because uh, I, I think the, the pandemic has also shown uh, to many scientists, younger ones in particular, but not only, uh, that careers are something which is are not necessarily very solid. And we, I think, are, are losing many science uh, scientists which are leaving science uh, yeah. during this pandemic. And that's something which yeah. we are very concerned with, not to mention uh, the impact, uh, the disproportionate impact uh, the, these more fragile uh, pandemic-related conditions are having uh, on, uh, on, on women in science, which are most affected, more affected than men. But that's mm -hmm. maybe another discussion we, we can come back to. Now, on the choices of what type of research we support and how we then select specific projects, uh, this is, uh, of course, 
uh, like in any national research and innovation system, uh, an issue of uh, of balance and diversity. Uh, in the Commission, we are we very much uh, understand and uh, and believe that we need to support. Um, fundamental science and that uh, needs to be uh, probably both institutional funding mm -hmm. uh, as, it, as, as it needs to be project funding. When it is project funding, I think we need to leave a lot of space to ideas coming from investigators themselves. I mean, this is very much what the European Research Council does. And the European contribution is then probably also very much on mobility of researchers. I think it is uh, uh, to, to develop your competences um, and to have the angles needed to work uh, in your discipline and across disciplines, I think mobility is a, is a must. I mean, not just in science, huh, but mm -hmm. certainly in science. And this is also where the Marie Skłodowska Curie uh, Fellowship Scheme uh, comes in. And we will, uh, both for the European Research Council and Marie Curie, uh, certainly uh, put very significant resources in the future programs again. Um, the same goes, by the way, uh, for, re to, to, for, for research infrastructures. Huh? You know that we have uh, amazing infrastructures in Europe uh, across uh, all disciplines. And here again, European programs are, are very much about ensuring that everyone in Europe uh, has, has access to these infrastructures. Of course, the quality of the project which you bring to the infrastructure mm -hmm. matters a lot. And I think what is needed is, again, evaluation systems which look at the project in content, look also probably at the team, uh, and not just at a few uh, uh, publications which took place uh, in the past. A very complex uh, ecosystem, uh, mm. science and, and research, uh, academia and research organizations. And uh, the balance between um, generating knowledge and then uh, doing also a, a very purposeful applied research effort uh, again, as I said earlier on, what we want in Europe is to ensure that the results of our research effort, our investment in research, then also feeds the changes in society. So this is much more applied research, equally uh, critical. And so uh, the 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 uh, the need for for policymakers at political level or, or or managers at my level is to ensure that we have a, a good balance mm -hmm. uh, to feed the knowledge. Um, deeply, but then also to push teams into very applied research so that we can uh, make a change in society uh, now and in the coming uh, decade, particularly mm -hmm. around the digital and green transformations. Yeah. So maybe I, I wanted to go back for the point that how COVID situation is affecting in academia. I think you are, that's really right. That, that point now, I think especially younger one is, is considering leaving academia during this time. I'm curious for you yeah. and your team, what may be something, because this wasn't expected, and maybe I think it could be shifting in many dimensions how Karima looks like after this pandemic situation. Yeah. So if you can tell us what was the challenge for you and team, and why do you think the scientists, especially younger one, is leaving? Is it because of, because many tell me now that the payment sometimes is, is not really good enough to survive in situation and like that? So I don't know what could be the lessons or maybe what you expect. What, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, uh, our our entire society and, and, and way of working is changing uh, beyond academia and science. Huh? This is mm. the case absolutely everywhere. And I think we will need, uh, at some point, as we now uh, hopefully will be emerging from the pandemic in the coming, uh, yeah. in the coming months, 
um, we will need to take stock of this very, very deep um, uh, change, uh, I mean, particularly, of course, uh, uh, working from home um, and, and this capacity uh, which multiplies opportunities also of the digital environment in which we are now increasingly used to operate. Uh, and I, I must say, I remain absolutely uh, flabbergasted to see how um, agile uh, most um, uh, academics, uh, most research organizations, but also public administrations like the European Commission were in adapting, I mean, quasi overnight mm -hmm. uh, to this new setup. But then also what was, um, uh, what is very visible uh, is that um, for uh, work um, in labs, uh, in particular, the first lockdown has been, uh, has had major, major consequences on the development of specific research projects. Mm -hmm. And this has uh, shown uh, in many cases this has shown the, the, the limited flexibility which exists um, of uh, project funding. Mm. Uh, the timelines are often quite uh, complex. Uh, the budget availability is usually very, very, very limited as well. Mm. There's not much flexibility to adjust. And what we, what we have seen during that first lockdown in particular, a little less in the second one because there was much more planning and anticipation possible mm. at individual level and at team level, is that we had major delays in projects. So uh, in, in the commission, we were, of course, extremely uh, uh, open to extend the lifetime, the, 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 the contractual lifetime of all these projects to ensure that they could continue. Mm -hmm. But what was much more difficult uh, for us, but also at national level, was to extend the budget. And this has had, uh, in some cases, also impact on individual researchers. So we are we are still looking at how this can be mitigated to an extent, but it has had impact. So, I mean, the European program is 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 one 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 uh, dimension only of the of the public funding of research. There's a lot of private funding of research as well, which was put into question by the shifting timelines and the shifting priorities uh, induced by the pandemic. And what Mava, I can observe, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm. Uh, I'm a very unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Uh, is that uh, those hardest hit uh, were largely young researchers, uh, and often also uh, uh, women. Uh, and so, we have been very proud in Europe for good reasons of the progress made on on gender balance in our research uh, communities. And there's a lot to say there if you if you want and if you're interested in a moment to follow up. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I think the pandemic shows is that this is really fragile. So we re must really pay more attention, even than I think was the case so far, in ensuring diversity um, and gender balance, uh, because when uh, the situation becomes difficult, uh, researchers uh, are are then. Uh, disproportionately uh, affected. So that's really an important point to bear mm -hmm. in mind. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to ask you this really excellent point. Do you think maybe you can imagine with your team what could be solution? Because I, we really appreciate what you're doing, but sometimes when we look to not all institutions, sometimes especially for women or minorities, and as yeah. you say, I, I also junior scientists, sometimes then in research, there's hierarchy and it's sometimes it's challenging Absolutely. to speak up and and of course there's techniques i don't want to go for more details but i don't know if in eu uh, or like commission do you envision how you can have direct contact with maybe junior researcher women or minorities they they yep. don't have this flexibility 
uh, to speak up or, or for ideas or maybe any kind of sort of science practices sometimes is avoiding the progress of science. It happens, but I'm curious about your thought about that. Do you envision something yeah. solution for that? Yeah, I mean, of, of course, the, 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 the real uh, action needs to take place at uh, institutional level huh? in, mm. in universities, yeah. in research organizations. But we have a role to play, absolutely. Uh, and there are a number of strands which are now ongoing, uh, which have uh, where we are really uh, very, very pushy, if I can put it in these terms. The first mm. one is that we uh, will expect from any research organization uh, seeking uh, EU funding, uh, as we move into the new program, huh? so as of 21, with a bit of a transition into 22, we will expect anyone uh, asking for funding to have uh, a gender equality plan covering gender and mm -hmm. diversity, a gender equality plan in place um, in the institution. I mean, these are plans uh, which are very diverse. Uh, it's about uh, the management of the institution. It's about the composition of team. It's about ensuring uh, access to uh, uh, positions in the university, really a proactive uh, policy of, uh, of gender and diversity, uh, which exists in many parts of Europe already. Uh, you certainly have, have, been, uh, have been working with institutions with, which have these gender equality plans in place. But uh, even in, 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 in member states uh, which are most uh, attentive to these developments, we are very far from full coverage. So we hope that with this new requirement, if mm -hmm. you want money, you need to be credible in terms of gender equality. Uh, we can really uh, have a real impact. Secondly, um, and also quite systemic, mm -hmm. is indeed uh, our policy on open access, uh, and in particular on publications. Uh, we are um, moving away in Horizon Europe, our next program, from supporting uh, uh, non-open access publications, including hybrid journals. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want to ensure that uh, researchers can more and more uh, publish their results um, and make these results available from the outset. With that uh, is a strong push on moving away from only uh, publish or perish. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we will also support um, an ongoing discussion across Europe on the career, on the assessment of scientists and, uh, and, and their careers, where I hope we will see a much uh, a more visible component on how, as a scientist, do you operate in a team? If you are a PI, how do you compose and manage your team? Mm -hmm. uh, how, of course, do you then also, as a, as a scientist, um, relate to society at local level? Uh, entrepreneurship, of course, is an important dimension as well, yeah. so that we really open up the traditional, tra traditional view mm -hmm. of the, the quality and impact of a researcher on a much broader basis. I'm sure that this will help as well. And then we have some much more specific uh, uh, measures. We, we, we want uh, to have at least half of our evaluators, uh, the expert which uh, help us make choices on which project we fund, we will ensure that we have at least 50% uh, women. Uh, and we will also um, increasingly uh, ensure that all our research whatever it is, um, uh, pays particular attention to the gender and diversity dimension. Huh? And if you look at AI uh, mm -hmm. and, and digital applications, if you look at transport, if you look at health, 
very often the research uh, looks um, or, or, or is driven by male-dominated, uh, maybe scientists, but also male-dominated uh, assumptions, male-dominated data. Uh, and that, I think, is also a very important dimension on which we will um, increasingly continue to push. This is not new. Huh? We've been doing it uh, purposefully for, for, for a long time. Mm -hmm. But as I said, again, the, the, the pandemic shows that nothing can be uh, taken for granted and that more more or and continued attention will be needed. That's wonderful. Um, I'm curious to ask you when you expect this policy could be deployed in an in institution. Is there a time plan for that? Well, as I said, for, for the first measure, mm -hmm. uh, it's now. Uh, so the new program starts uh, uh, if we have uh, an agreement on the, uh, an overall agreement on the European Union budget, uh, which of course is the basis for the program, which is expected uh, now in the coming uh, coming days, uh, fingers crossed. Then Horizon Europe as a program starts uh, at the beginning of 21. Mm -hmm. And we will expect that at the latest for submissions in 22, uh, institutions and universities which want funding from Horizon Europe, and it's tens of thousands in it, of institutions which in Europe come every year. So we mm -hmm. cover a very, very broad range of uh, European research organizations. They will need to have this gender equality plan in yeah. place. Uh, on, on open access and open access publication, same thing. From the outset of the program, uh, we will uh, require um, that uh, the, the publications which result from our funding, mm -hmm. they are either they are in open access publications, uh, but if uh, the scientist chooses to go to a, a non-open access publication, then uh, that he uh, makes the the publication also available on a public, um, publicly and openly accessible repository. So, mm -hmm. in all cases, the results from the research need to be open access. Yeah. On assessment of careers, this is a. a, a a, a process which is both uh, at the at the level of the of the European Commission, we are trying to provide a platform for that discussion. But this is also largely the responsibility of individual institutions and member states. So the timelines for 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 changing deeply the assessment or the metrics of assessment, this I think depends country by country. Huh? Yeah, Very yeah. good progress in the Netherlands, for example. Uh, very good discussions also in 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 uh, in Scandinavia, in uh, in Denmark or Norway, uh, and uh, the discussion is starting in other parts of Europe. But this one will probably be a, a little bit more staggered. But I hope to see progress over mm -hmm. the, next, the next five years here, also everywhere. Yeah, great. Maybe in your quick argument, someone could tell you because, for example, open access. You say there's other option, and I hope we can embrace it. But for open access, for example, a nature magazine, for example, you have to pay yeah. for like 10,000 euro. Of course, it, the students paying that. But do you think, because some people say that it's, it's not really a great idea to pay $2,000 for open access policy in publishing. And do you think yeah. that's something you consider that maybe we have to get rid of this policies of open access? It's all maybe an institution is being that, but do you think this is really a good solution? Or maybe we have to... Well, I think uh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think this is a very recent development, which you're noting, where indeed Nature, which is not an open access publication, huh? it's a publication uh, uh, by by subscription and, mm -hmm. and access to articles uh, are, are on a, on, on, a, on, a, on a, you need to pay for those. They mm -hmm. are behind paywalls. Now, indeed, um, there is a lot of pressure to move to open access. And indeed, the solution which Nature is now proposing is... Uh, Quite a high fee, a nice, I mean, 9,500 euros as far as I understand, yeah, yes. 10,000 as you said. And if uh, the scientist is ready to, to pay that fee, then uh, Nature will publish it open access. I mean, that's not the policy we are recommending. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the open access policy we recommend is to have indeed publications which are fully open access or repositories which are fully uh, yeah. uh, open access. I mean, clearly, uh, article processing charges um, uh, can be uh, can be uh, supported by by Horizon Europe, but not for a publication which is closed and which just ad hoc uh, requests very high fees for that. So I think what we need is to move towards uh, large scale open access. And I think um, here again, the, the COVID crisis. Uh, uh, I mean, the the way. The scientists across the world, uh, but also, frankly, in Europe, yeah. have uh, progressed on COVID-19. I mean, is I think we will, everybody would agree is just amazing uh, mm -hmm. from from the sequencing of the genome in a matter of days, really, largely uh, under Genome Bank, which is a, a European-funded one, uh, by the way, and then the amazing progress on tests. Slightly less uh, fast on therapeutics, but here also uh, some some progress. But then on vaccines, uh, in mm -hmm. in a matter of of less than a year, we now have uh, uh, several vaccines which are which are ready, which are being uh, which are being agreed by regulatory authorities mm -hmm. um, uh, in Europe. It's expected by the end of the month, before the end of the year, and that was uh, possible largely because the 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 data not just the articles, huh, but also the data underpinning these research were shared on the widest possible basis. We established uh, in Europe with the um, EMBL, the European mm -hmm. Molecular, Molecular Biology Laboratory, which is a, a major outstanding European research infrastructure. Uh, we established a, a, a COVID data platform and we had uh, more than 40,000 individual scientists bringing their data and, and, and finding data on that platform. So the, the open science and, and open access is, I think, going to be very different after the pandemic, which has demonstrated yeah. the, the in, in the most spectacular way the benefits of, uh, of open science.